Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Broncos coming after far. Throws it over the middle. Intercepted in front. The first championship for John Elway and the Denver franchise. Spanning Colorado sports, college and pro, it's time for Clark and Company. Brought to you by Argonaut on behalf of the Other Side Academy Addiction Services with Michael Clark. National, regional, and local voices on Clark and Company are heard on the winnersandwiners.com hotline. And good Saturday morning to you. Another sunny Saturday morning here in Colorado. <laughs> I am Michael Clark. And uh, we will be following. Uh, people are already piling into the Kentucky, and they're open early for the USA versus Netherlands match. The rest of you can watch with the sound off until something happens, which doesn't happen much in uh, international soccer. The defense is so good. But uh, And listen to us, <laughs> and we'll try to give you updates as the game goes on in case somebody does score, uh, which is possible. <laughs> anyway, we begin with Broncos Blast, and we hit the ground running. Why? Because they can't pass. With Broncos Blast, Ian St. Clair will join us. Follow him at Ian St. Clair on Twitter, at Colorado at PlayColorado.com, or Mile High Report, where he writes and does podcasts. And good morning, Ian. 
Good morning, Michael. There you are. Okay, good. <laughs> good morning. Hey, I, I let, let's start here. Uh, in, a, in a season of disappointments, uh, has Russell Wilson uh, failure to bail out his coach? Has he let Coach Nathaniel, I call him Hugs Hackett, uh, has he let Hackett more uh, down than Hackett has left uh, a, a former has let a former All Pro quarterback Russell Wilson down with his game management? Uh, I, I think it's more of Nathaniel Hackett letting Russell Wilson down. I, I think we were sold a bill of goods on Nathaniel Hackett, and none of them have turned out to be true. It's not even fool's gold. It's just painted wood that's gold. So I. I I rest all of this on Nathaniel Hackett. I mean, we should have known when he got fired as the offensive coordinator for the Jacksonville Jaguars that this wasn't going to work. But we we thought that, hey, he was able to do what he did with Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers won back-to-back MVPs and all of this. But it turns out that was more all Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur and Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones. So to me, and, and I, this isn't to excuse that Russell Wilson because he hasn't played well. He hasn't played up to the level that even he would expect him to play at. But to me, this is all on Nathaniel Hackett. Well, okay, it's, it's all on Hackett. But I mean, Wilson uh, not seeing receivers, footwork sloppy, uh, insisting that uh, that they go to shotgun. Uh, where are the rollouts? Where, where, where the you know the uh, the boot action that seemed to work so well in the first game? Um, isn't this all Russell's doing? Well, you just mentioned things that could be because of Nathaniel Hackett's offense. Well, but I mean, the, the footwork, the footwork, totally. But let's also look at the fact that he hasn't had Tim Patrick, who to me is the best receiver on the team. True. If you want to talk about if you want to talk about people being overrated and not living up to expectations, Cortland Sutton. I mean, it's clear that Tim Patrick is the one who masks a lot of stuff when it comes to, to Cortland Sutton. And then you look at not having any running backs. You look at the offensive line scrambling and not having time. Well, that comes down to the offensive line having third and fourth stringers now playing. So, as I said, I'm not excusing Russell Wilson. He has not played well. But Nathaniel Hackett is, I mean, what is left to say? I mean, for all the the consternation on Russell Wilson, he's not going anywhere. This is Nathaniel Hackett. You have to find a coach and a system that's going to work with Russell Wilson because of the investment that this ownership group made in Russell Wilson. True. Very, very true. You know, game one, you came on, you said, hey, yeah, they lost to Seattle, but look at, what was it, over 300 yards passing. Hey, this offense is going to work. This is going to work. The team has to just settle in a little bit. Uh, all systems go with the Broncos, and of course, before a lot of the injuries uh, took place. But where is that offense? Where where is that passing offense? We saw game one. It's entirely different now. And and who's doing is that? I did, to me, it's all Nathaniel Hackett. I I mean, it, it's amazing how I don't know how much it would have changed. But imagine if they had gotten one of those touchdowns in where Javante Williams or Melvin Gordon fumbles at the one-yard line. They win that game. It's amazing to think, well, how, how does the season flip with the confidence that that win gives you? 
going into the opener in Seattle, knowing that the 12s, the 12s, I put in parentheses because they ripped it off from Texas A&M. <laughs> imagine how, how different it would be and the confidence that that would give the team. I mean, I, I don't know how much it changes, I, I, but it, it's interesting to contemplate how the season turns if they get that win from just one play going differently. And, well, and, you know, and, but, since then, but since then, the offense has just been horrible, and I, I go back to the top. It's, to me, it's all Nathaniel Hackett. Well, I, you know, I, I think we could even go higher and go to George Payton with with all this because that's where the buck stops. So I, I yeah, just sure. you know playing devil's advocate with you, I agree. But uh, they did go to it. They were two and one at one point, as I recall, uh, which means that even though they lost to Seattle, it didn't it didn't keep them from winning uh, against the Texans, for instance. Uh, and and it looked like well, this season may turn out just the way people thought. You know, the team has time to come together, but it didn't work. All right, how bad? Let's let's get into the Ravens game. Uh, how bad will will it get against the Ravens? The Ravens, not a classic Ravens team. This is not the physical beat you up, uh, you know, the kind of Utah team we saw last night. Uh, really give it to Pac-12, you know, to Pac-12 uh, regular season champ uh, Southern Cal to win the title game. This is not the physical team, not the physical offensive line. They don't have the talented receivers they've had in the past. Uh, uh, you know, they, they just don't have the weapons. But but it still seems like uh, this is a bad situation for, for Denver to go into Baltimore. Oh, I absolutely agree. I think the one thing that the Ravens do do well is run the football. And the one thing the Broncos defense does not do well is stop the run. So I, it could be very bad tomorrow. I, I had a bold prediction on our Broncos Odds and End Zones podcast with Adam Malmati where my bold prediction was that the Ravens have 300 yards rushing because they're not going to throw the football because you mentioned they don't have receivers. So they're, so Lamar Jackson is not going to test Pat Sertan. And I don't think Pat Sertan has what it takes to cover Mark Andrews. So if they do throw it, it's going to be to Mark Andrews. They're going to run the football, and they are going to run it all over this defense. So that's where the they'll control time of possession. And as always, when it comes to this team, the under when it comes to the total is ten and one in Broncos games this year. So that's going to hit again because the Broncos offense is flaming garbage, and the Ravens don't do enough to score above what twenty three points. The Broncos won't score more than nine. So there's the under again, <clears throat> but yeah, it, it's going to be it's going to be bad tomorrow. And because Baltimore just lost to Jacksonville, they are in a dogfight for the AFC North and Cincinnati Bengals. And the, the Baltimore Ravens, Lamar Jackson, John Harbaugh, they need this win tomorrow. Yeah, I feel good for. I, you know, I always try to uh, think of the best for the, for the Ravens because of what the Ursay family did to that town of Baltimore. That was a Colts, not an Orioles town. They ripped the heart out of yes. that town to Robert Ursay's mismanagement and horrible business practices and uh, horrible public relations uh, attacking the fans, Colts fans. It's a shame that they got away with the Colts name. Uh, it sh- should have been a case where they had to leave the name like the Browns, at least. But uh, but, they, yeah, but, but yeah, to go back to the Ursay, it doesn't seem like the apple has fall, fallen far from the tree when it comes to the Ursays. <laughs> yeah, uh, there, there's no, no one's worse than Bob, the dad. But yeah, you know Jim's a, a checkered character at best, no question. All right, so uh, so but the Bengals are the best team in that in that division and uh, and will emerge. But what do you have? What, what do you have for a final score? 
I, I based on the fact that the it's always about the under uh, when it comes to the total. I have a twenty three to nine Baltimore. I I just Lamar Jackson will probably end up with a touchdown of his own. Uh, potentially Gus Edwards maybe throw in a Mark Andrews touchdown. The Ravens are going to shut down this Broncos offense because they can't literally do anything. Um, so. It's going to be another one of those things where, and I think this is the biggest issue that I have with the Broncos right now. So much apathy has set in for this franchise where people just don't even care. They don't care if the Broncos win or lose. I'm in that category. I mean, I'm passionate about it because I want them to fix it. I want uh, the Penner, uh, the Walton Penner group to just to back up what they say they're going to do and, and run it in the mode of Pat Boland, but until it happens, apathy has set in for this franchise, and that's the worst thing that can happen for an organization. Yeah, true. True. All right, so in our last minute here, uh, give me one thing that Broncos fans, or, or two, if you can do it in a minute, one or two things that Broncos fans wants to, you know, will want to watch for, even though rooting for a win is probably out of the question. I would say look and see how Pat Sertan responds to two rough games. I, like I said, they're probably not going to throw it much because that's not what this uh, what this offense does. But look and see how Pat Sertan responds. And I would keep an eye on Damari Mathis as well because with Quan Williams out, Damari Mathis is going to be a very important piece to this defense going forward for whoever takes – but hopefully it's still a Jiro Evero for whoever takes over as head coach, whether it's Dan Quinn or – or whoever, but keep an eye on Damari Mathis because he's going to be a big piece to help take some of the load off of Pat Sertan. All right, very good. Ian St. Clair, PlayColorado.com, Mile High Report. Thank you, Ian, and let's tell everybody, Netherlands has jumped out to a one nothing lead over the USA in the round of 16 in the World Cup. When we come back, we change the subject. Midwest One Bank's kicking with Kiz Marcus and Jimmy Armstrong, and I debate Kiz's question. Is this the best Nuggets team ever? What shot do they have of winning an NBA title? 